Just like the Great Salt Lake, I'm salty AF, baby. If life is a circus, then this dancing bear is in the center ring. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And welcome to The Real House Bears! Welcome to Celebrity Deathmatch! Here's The Real House Bears podcast in one corner, and there's Mary Cosby's podcast in the other. Let's get ready to rumble! Sun's out, guns out. Does does Mary have Jesus in her corner? We have angels. Is that? Oh, we're all fucked. <laughs> is that who is like either her coach or her tag team probably, partner? Ooh, if it's a tag team partner, you're screwed. I mean, she's gonna send Jesus after you. I would say it's probably her tag team partner. Who, who am I gonna go up against? Jesus? Well, it's you or and Mary. I. It's, uh, well, it's, it's probably gonna and, be tag team. Yeah, me and you versus Mary and Jesus. I can't wait to see how that goes. As soon as she taps in Jesus, I'm. <laughs> I'm out of there. I'm tapping you in. <laughs> I'm going to sit there with my glass of water and just have it turns into wine. I mean, wine. he survived a crucifixion. I'm not going to be able to do anything no, against him. <laughs> you are completely screwed. <laughs> we are completely screwed. Always fight in full makeup. That's what my mom always taught me. Fight in full makeup, you'll always win. <laughs> you know who else is screwed? Who? Some of these Salt Lake City ladies for the feedback they've gotten about their season two reunion <laughs> You know who else is screwed? All those ostriches that died for their outfits. Bird of a feather, locked together. My goodness, what is with ostrich feathers all of a sudden in fashion? At least it wasn't chicken feathers. <laughs> uh, thank God. <laughs> So let's um, break down the reunion looks a little bit. Okay. And uh, since that has been like all the rage on social media, I do agree that there were a lot of misses. Uh-huh. I wasn't a big fan of I it. do think there were a few hits. I'm not going to... I thought there were a few hits, but there were definitely a few misses. Um, so we'll just start off in the order that we're looking at the page six webpage and looking at their dresses. <laughs> and first they list Jen Shaw. Now... The thing about Jen Shaw, the dress itself, I think, is fine. Cardi B wore that dress, and it looked fine on Cardi B. I think the problem with Jen Shaw is, number one, how petite she is. I think that dress, those feathers just swallow her up. Oh, yeah. And also, Jen Shaw does not have hips. She doesn't have an hourglass figure. She has a tiny little waist, and then it just goes straight down. So I think that she needs something to, like, give her hips, give her more of a waist. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm not saying this dress would have looked great on her, but I think that's the biggest problem with this dress is just the shape that it gives her. Gotcha. I think it lo- makes her look like Yzma from Empress. <laughs> well, that's been a very popular assessment as well. This looks like some real bullshit right now. I think that's her name, Yzma? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about, in my opinion, the worst reunion look ever. Yeah. That I can ever think of. From any city. There's a lot going on there. Is Meredith Marks' Kristen Cowan suit. I didn't think it was particularly nice, but it's not untrue. Yeah, I love her pants, I guess. I I don't even love the pants. The whole thing is very ill-fitting. The top's really bad fit. And it, plus, it makes All her look it. like she has huge I mean, huge look at her shoulders. crotch there, too. It makes her look like she's the got huge shoulders. The top is ill-fitting. Why did she go for another style that's practically the same as her season one birthday party pink dress with the with the same sleeves? Yeah. And um, why did she let Brooks collaborate on this look. Maybe that's the problem. Like, I'm standing here. But I can't find a single positive thing to say about this. Oh, Brooks helped her with this? Helped Kristen Cowan from what they're saying. (laughs) That's what they're saying. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, the good thing I will say about it is it does follow the jewel tone color scheme that the ladies are staying with. Okay, I mean, good for her. So at least she did stick with a a jewel tone like the rest of the ladies. Good, Good for her. But it's awful. It's (laughs) awful. Next, um, we'll do Whitney Rose, which I think is mostly a hit. I love the emerald green. 
I do like the emerald green. I love the big open leg. Like it's if it's like an uh, a leg like you've never seen before. Like they just really cut out half the dress. Dirty girl, dirty girl. I don't know how I feel about the shoulder embellishment. It makes her look like she's got like a robotic arm. <laughs> it kind of does. Like she's got an armor for an arm. But here's the deal. I think if as a cast they would have all dressed better we wouldn't be so offended by this sleeve situation. I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> it happens twice this these this reunion. Because Jenny's got something very similar. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, like, I like it overall. I, I like do overall. wish that she had like a really pretty silver diamond-y like, tight necklace. Yeah. Not something that was really long, but a tighter necklace. Right. Um, just to match the shoes better. Okay, okay. And just kind of tie some silver in there so it's not just so jade. It's just right. so jade. Right. There's or nothing else green, yeah. to see. Yeah, emerald green. Yeah. There's just nothing else to see. Okay. Okay. I'll start wearing a name tag for you. My name is Whitney Rose. Heather Gay. She wins best dress to me. What is the percentage of that happening? <laughs> I do too. I think she looks the most normal out of everybody. She looks beautiful. <laughs> she looks, here's, the, here's what I was thinking about Heather Gay. My favorite classical composer is Felix Mendelssohn. And the way that Felix Mendelssohn was described to me by one of my professors is, Felix Mendelssohn made perfect, gorgeous music. He didn't necessarily change the game. He didn't necessarily make a giant impact on the way music of his era was created, but he made perfect, gorgeous music. And that's how I feel about Heather Gay here. This bitch is casting her spell. Well, especially compared to all these other outfits, she looks like an, a gem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the royal blue. Mm-hmm. It's really I think pretty. that was a great color. Is it like suede, too? It looks like it might be like or a suede. velvet. Velvet. Yeah, velvet. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it looks beautiful. I have nothing negative to say about her. Yeah, good job, Heather. The one thing I refuse to give up is the pursuit of excellence in all things. I want the nicest clothes. I want to look the best. Lisa Barlow. Okay. All I have to say is, one... It looks like somebody took some really pretty Christmas wrapping and just kind of wrapped it around her and tied it around the waist. Second, it literally looks like she's going to prom. Like she's a teenager and she's going to prom. I am completely upset by this. Well, at first... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first glance, I wasn't crazy about it. At I love it. At first glance, I wasn't crazy about it. However... I saw a picture of it that was kind of high def that was really high definition mm -hmm. and it looked different than any other picture that I had seen and it looked gorgeous actually. So I feel it's that like a me metallic y kind of um, fabric. I don't think that you get to see the, actually the texture that's on it in most of these pictures. Well, the lights are so bright on her. I yeah. think that kind of washes out a lot of things. I don't like her shoes. The shoes were a complete mess. I me. didn't like them either, but I've seen people on social media say they hate the dress and like the shoes. Ugh, no, the shoes don't. But match. I think the dress maybe just doesn't photograph well, and I, I think, think so. it's really gorgeous in person. She really does like that three-quarter length. Though. I agree. She likes that three-quarter length. But nonetheless, um, I, I, I don't I I don't I'm not insane crazy in love with it, but I'm not mad about it after I saw that really good picture. I love it. <laughs> it's like this jab love, jab love. And then finish it off with Jenny Nguyen. I love the color and I love the idea. I just don't know that I love the execution. I don't like the quarter sleeve or the half sleeve on one side. I makes it I don't know. It makes her feel very lopsided, especially how it like crests down. Between I think her... that's a big trend now. We see I just Project don't like. Runway I know. I just don't like it. And then it just kind of borders too much on lingerie fabric. Damn! I look like a hooker. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of this outfit. I love the color though. I think it's really pretty. I just think it swallows her a little bit. Yeah. I didn't mind the dress itself at all. Um, I thought the dress itself was pretty, but I think I feel like it swallows her a little bit. I don't like the arm. You know, I, I will say as a, the cast as a whole, I mean, it really is kind of a miss. Like, there um, there were not a lot of looks that was like, oh my gosh, look how amazing that looks, which is normally what you're looking so forward to in the reunion. But I do feel like people are being really harsh. And I do love the background of everything. That's what I kind of hope yeah. that, like, Superman's fortress looks yeah, like. Yeah, the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. It's like the Fortress of Solitude. That Kizzolite's got fur, and it's got, like, all the 
glacier in the background. I mean, Salt Lake City gets the best sets for the reunions so far, it's I think. It's pretty. It's very yeah. pretty. So, I mean, overall, uh, yeah. not amazing, but I don't think it's near as bad as what people are saying on social media. Well, except for everything else. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, yeah. I mean, what they, if Mary would have shown up? What if she was the best dressed? Well, according to what I've been reading, she said she would have been. <laughs> Never mind. My gosh, I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, another cool thing that I like to bring up before we get into today's episode is that today. Tuesday, January 18th, in case this episode doesn't come out today. Yeah. Um, we were on the cover of Q Salt Lake magazine. That's the headline. Yay, it's their love issue. And we made it on the cover and we talk about our relationship. We talk about our podcast. Yes, our two favorite things, each other and the housewives. And the housewives. <laughs> yes, so it was really cool to get to be interviewed and to be the cover. When David Archuleta was in the same art magazine. He wasn't even on the cover. We got on the cover. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I was really excited about that. And we get to talk about, you know, um, our relationship our relationship with the housewives. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. I was really excited when it came out today. I've been like refreshing my browser all day long. And we'll post it on our Instagram page. So it already has been. Can... Oh, you already, already Never has mind. been. Never mind. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I started posting everywhere. I was excited. <laughs> I love that. I, I don't want people to think we're a fraud. No. People, people are jealous. And they've been calling us frauds. That's true. <laughs> Who's calling you a fraud? Who? <laughs> I don't think that was one of our smoothest transitions. It wasn't your... Don't involve me in your transition and then blame it on me. Uh-uh. This was all your fault. That transition was all your fault. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I... I this week's episode is Who's Calling You a Fraud? Who? <laughs> This is a joke. So we start off with it's still Zion travel day and Jen and Lisa are still screaming. Uh, this bus that they're on, this van, uh, is just like a death trap. It <laughs> is. Every time we see that bus, they need to play like Halloween music. Or yeah, like, like terrifying that. music. Psycho and they and they need music. to like filter it in black and white, like yes, grainy. And every time they show it, it gives me PTSD, and I've never even been on it. I feel bad for the driver because you know he's contracted in for all these trips. Uh, well, I, this has well, we're at episode seventeen. This has to be, has to be the last at least local trip. Oh uh, yeah, a drive. Yeah, they'll trip. have a, they'll have another party, but it's not going to be a yeah. faraway trip. So right away, we start off where we left off, where Jen wants Lisa to admit something. But Lisa isn't quite sure what it is. And for a minute there, I wasn't quite sure what it was. Say it or I'm out. Say it or I'm out. Yeah, I, I, I was very confused because Jen is just seen red and she's screaming. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not very intelligible most of the time. But the gist of it is, is that she wants to know why Lisa will talk to Jen that way, but won't talk to Meredith that way. So now she needs to choose between how having Jen as a friend or Meredith as a friend, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, she really does want Lisa to choose sides. She yeah. says, Jen thinks Meredith has hired a private investigator against me. She could likely be the reason why I'm going through all of this right now. So if you're my friend, how could you be her friend too? Listen, if you don't give a damn about me, but you do about Meredith, great. Because that's how I feel right now, but say it. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I, I've watched it so many times now that I finally, like, dissected it and figured it out. But Lisa cannot handle all of this who knows how long she's been screamed at, and she just loses it. Yeah, she just shuts down. Yeah, and but once it gets like really, really escalated, Lisa's like, "Come on, come on!" Like she gets like ready to fight. I know she's like, "Go ahead and hit me, see what happens." I mean, she snapped even with like Whitney holding her back. Mm -hmm. She's still talking trash to Jen Shaw. Yeah, not don't 
don't piss off the, the that's fair where, when they're uncaged. But this is where, like, Lisa, she's originally from New York, yeah? I'm a Miami, New York girl, and I actually love Chicago. This is where maybe her, the New York City comes out. I love Lisa. it how Jenny's like, I grew up in, like, South California. I know what to do here. Right. <laughs> I got to take my earrings off, roll my rings around. <laughs> I grew up in Long Beach. I know what to do. Take off my earring, tie off my hair. Bring it on, girl. Let's dish it out. Well, thank God there's a producer there. Yeah, because that producer had to hold her back. Because, I mean, they were right in each other's faces. You know, I never considered that probably on both these bus rides that there was actually a producer on the van, in the van with them. Yeah, I didn't realize it either, but it makes sense. I just figured it was probably, you know, you see them install cameras. And then they probably drive behind them. And I thought that maybe there might be a camera person. On the van with Like them? a mobile one, yeah. But I never considered that there was a producer on the van with them. Anyway, but ultimately, again, Jen is upset that Meredith hired a private detective and Lisa's still friends. But I don't think that Jen understands that Lisa and Meredith are really on the outs right now. She wasn't there at the party. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Lisa and Meredith really aren't kind of friends right now. And it's because of Lisa's friendship with Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Lisa really is... <laughs> Having Jen's back and being Jen's friend and losing her friendship with Meredith, and Jen doesn't even know it. Yeah. So Jen eventually just kind of has a breakdown, and she's like, do you understand that if Meredith's investigation had anything to do with this, then Meredith is responsible for taking me away from my kids. Yeah, and affecting her family. Jen, honestly, Jen really just needed to have a complete breakdown. She did. I think. She did. Obviously. She had to yeah. let it all out. Everything that was in her head, she had to let it all out. Yeah. And she yeah. let it all out. I love it that when she finally calms down and she goes and sits back down and stuff, Heather's just like, you want some carbs? Right, right. That'll help you. Make you feel better. Thank God for Heather. <laughs> but even before then, though, Lisa goes over oh, yeah. to console Jen. Like... Lisa just goes over to put a rest to this, stop the foolishness. But this is why I love Lisa. I love the sensitive side of Lisa. I love it sensitive because she's is watching her break down and stuff. And you know what? Honestly, like she really needed somebody just to hold on to her after she flew out of control. She's broken. She's hurting. And right now, I just feel like Jen really just needs to feel heard and loved. And, you know, it would have been really easy for me to just sit over there in the corner across the van and just stare at her like, I don't care that she's upset. Uh, she just attacked me. She just mm -hmm. got out of her face. She can be upset. I don't care. Like, I forgive and forget. And sometimes it means I forget you. That's probably how I would feel at the moment. Yeah, I would too, probably. But, but Lisa but... went over. She apologized. She held her, made her look right in her face. <laughs> but, you know, we, men we mentioned a few episodes ago, Lisa's not afraid to apologize oftentimes. Yeah, when she knows it's going to, like, work or, like, do anything of progress. Or probably... when she's not claiming anything that's going to, like, defame her. Def yes. Yeah. She'll apologize. This is easy. Which, I mean, yeah. a lot of people won't even do that, mm -hmm. especially housewives. And if you have to kick the shit out of me for you to get that, you can't. So Jen comes back over to enjoy to join the group, and that's when, when Heather's turns like, around. "Here, do you want some carbs?" I like when uh, Jen's like, "I can't have any more carbs," and Heather's like, "All right, well then, go outside, run get those some steps, exercise. run some steps, <laughs> so you can have some of that." Amen. So it looks like we might start having some fun, and things will start turning around. Yeah, they decide to give Jen or yeah, Jen the biggest room. Yes. Whitney says she's got a lot of stuff planned. Let's have a fun time. Let's have a cucaracha. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, but, and you know, Jen turns from, you know, Dr. Hi or Mr. Hyde back to Dr. Jekyll and starts and, laughing. And back and forth. Yes. <laughs> We're walking a razor's edge right now, okay? <laughs> well, they arrive at the lovely Red Rock Villa. It's very pretty. Oh, it's beautiful. It has a grand piano. They show up to a nice note from their husbands with champagne. Did you notice that Robert Sr.'s name was included in that note? I was like, do you think that Robert Sr. was included in this process at all? I didn't even notice. That's Yeah, hilarious. because Mary's there, too, yeah. and it's from all of the husbands. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that Robert Sr. had anything to do with it. Yeah, because uh, he's not golfing with anybody. No, he's, I mean, he is so, he hates this show so much. Yeah. That I don't even think he talks to the guys. 
but they do have a lovely ch- ch- champagne toast. And then, do you see Jen throw her champagne in the air? She just throws it up in the air and just acts like nothing happened. And did you notice, like, she just, like, trots off and she grabs her bag and just starts, like, walking off staring at the camera. And I'm like, she is such a little brat. Meanwhile, Lisa is soaked. Yes! Like, what the heck? What was that? Well, you can see that Jen's starting to feel the liquors a little bit. Yeah. She's getting a little drunk. Um, the women choose their room, and Heather and Whitney, every place they go, they're like, let's find our little solitary place that we can escape Yeah, this to. will be quieter. Our hideout spot. And then the main room, the best room, Jen Shaw's room, is holy cow. It's got a whole living room in it. It's beautiful. It's so expansive. Yes, Jen Shaw. Um, Lisa calls John. She's completely shook. Yeah. Lisa decides she's going to be meaner. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> uh... Um, Heather and Whitney just recap, like, on Jen's state of mind, how much she's been drinking all day long. Yeah, cut to her drinking a lot. And her little metal That little metal, that tin water bottle. Uh, And next, Whitney gives Justin a call. (laughs) He's shirtless on the phone. I know, it's like, dreamy Justin, hey! I was like, let's see a little bit more of that view. (laughs) Naked. Uh, She's out by the pool, looking gorgeous in that red bathing suit. Mm -hmm. Justin can't hear anything she's saying about, like, whatever she's saying about healer and food stuff, Justin's just like, those tits. (laughs) Man, and her boobs are great. They're huge. They're not huge, they're just there. Yeah. I mean, they are there. <laughs> and they're, well, they're perfect. You they know, are. They're, they're great. They're, they're nice and, and tight. R- yeah. They're nice and, and round. Um, <laughs> and plus, she shakes them at him. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, really I love hard. it that this time everybody's calling their husbands and like telling them what happened and like how they're going to deal with Jen from now on. Meanwhile, Jen is in her luxurious room rolling around back and forth <laughs> on the bed for the cameraman. <laughs> she is just hilarious. She she's in her of, own world. Yeah. When she gets tired of the ladies this episode, she just goes finds other people to talk to. Yeah. Like, she's talking to the kitchen people she, later. Yep. <laughs> Heather comes out to join Whitney by the pool. Oh, finally. Now we can have some fun. Wearing, looking Hot yeah, Heather in a looks bikini. Great. I think this is the first time she's worn a two-piece like on the whole entire show. Yeah, because she, she needs to continue to do that. Her yeah. body looks so good. I don't know. I, I, you know, Mary Cosby called her chubby this season, mm-hmm. which infuriates me. But what infuriates me probably a little bit more, sorry, Heather, if you're listening, is that Heather accepts that criticism. Like, when she was on Watch What Happens Live after this episode, Andy asked her um, how she feels about Mary's criticism calling her chubby. And Heather's like, well, something like, she's telling the truth. Or something mm. like that. And I was like, no. Your body is... Chubby is not you. Yeah. Maybe you feel chubby compared to some of these size zero hoes that you have around. <laughs> these size zero hoes. But no, you're a body that people aspire to. It's a body that's beautiful. And it's a body, body that looks like you're healthy. Yeah. Are you breaking up with me? I feel like you're breaking up with me. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think if she got too skinny, it wouldn't look good on her face. No, I think she looks great. Yeah, I think she, I think looks, she looks, looks perfect. Jenny comes. Lisa comes down with her tray of snacks. Jenny's looking good in that sexy red bikini. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She does. And uh, Lisa's looking sexy with that food of plat- that right. food. Got Oreos on <laughs> yes. it. She has Kebabs. drinks. Yes. Do you think Lisa was really a Hooters girl? This reminds you of your days as a Hooter girl? Oh my gosh, yes. When they said that, I believed it. I don't know if I... It was either I think Heather so. was telling a joke and Lisa was going along with it, or Lisa was really a Hooters girl. I mean, she probably grew up in the 90s, get working in the 90s. Hooters was big in the 90s. I mean, Lisa, I mean, Hooters she, is known for women with large chests, and Lisa certainly doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how long Lisa's been, I, I mean, she's been a Mormon. I don't know that a Mormon would really work. That's true. Hooters. I'd like to believe that she was. I, you know what? Let's just go and accept that she was. Okay. Um, I don't think you should. Ginny can't swim. Yeah, she's like, lets everyone know so she doesn't drown. I don't want to die in Zion. <laughs> and she's like, listen, I am not interested in even learning how to swim. No, thank you, Lisa. I would I would want to learn how to swim. Like, what? She lives great, luxurious lives. What if she falls off of a boat? I mean, at this point, I guess she's just going to do her best. She's like, listen, I survived refugee camps. Yeah. I could survive anything, but I'm not going to get in the water and try to survive that. (laughs) No, no. 
<sighs> and then Drunk Jen Shaw shows up. Trashed. <laughs> she tries to get on that like zebra zebra stripe gum pool float. Yes, yes. I love that. And falls right in. Right over the side. <laughs> but she's still got that metal bottle full of her cocktails. Oh my gosh. But I wouldn't I I'm surprised that she's paying for glam. It's okay, I have glam. Uh, yeah. Where does she like certainly her businesses or business, businesses, whatever it is, are not still running and making money. And wouldn't it like go like that money go to her attorneys, attorneys and stuff? <laughs> I mean it's not gonna go to restitution right now, but at some point if she's found guilty I was but shocked. I was kind of blown away. I was like, where does she have money to pay for glam? I don't have an answer. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what's going on. But Jenny and Jen, the two non-swimmers, are the ones that end up being in the pool. And Jen decides she's can barely stand up on steady ground. <laughs> so let's see <laughs> if she could stand up on this pool float in the, oh with Jenny hanging off the side. And if I recall correctly, they're in the deep end. I think I remember they someone were. saying they're in the deep end. Everyone was screaming, don't. And I think Lisa screamed out, I'll save her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jen Shaw rips out her hair extension and whips it over at Lisa Varda. No, it was Whitney that threw it. Oh, but it was Jen's but hair. But it was Jen's hair. And I don't know why they threw it at Lisa. I felt like that was Jen's, kind of... Just... Jen just said, I want to take this out and throw it at Lisa. It seemed bullyish. No, I think it was just to be funny. I don't want someone throwing their wet extension at me. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of gross, but I think they just thought it was funny. Okay. Well, before Meredith and Mary arrive, why don't we take a little bit of a break? Refresh. We'll refresh ourselves and be right back. Bye. Heather, I want to see you jump on that unicorn. I bet you do. This is Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We have arrived. We have arrived just like Mary and Meredith did to that empty house. <laughs> well, it wasn't quite empty, but at first they thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Whitney and Heather wished that it was. Yes. <laughs> Them getting ready in their bathroom and then like closing and locking the door when they're in there. And trying to be as quiet as possible. They're such kids. It's so funny. I But, I, you know, Heather reminds us earlier in this episode, they're like, she's like, all of the drama on the bus was about Mary and Meredith. And Mary and Meredith haven't even gotten here yet. Yeah. So I'm sure they're just like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Well, I just don't want to show up, like, around them when... They like Jen shows up, like you know, like if Jen comes around the corner and sees them all talking, oh. what is Jen gonna think? <laughs> yeah, oh, true, true. That's another thing to think about. Meredith asked them how the bus ride was. Have you ever seen Celebrity Deathmatch? We had a front row seat. <gasps> then Heather tells her that the fight was because of Lisa's friendship with Meredith. Mm. My favorite part of this whole episode is when Whitney sprays her hairspray. <laughs> And it startles Heather. It makes me laugh so hard. One, because it's just hilarious, but it reminds me of you so much. Especially when there's like a high tense situation that we just experienced. Any loud noise or anything will startle you. It Anything just during the day randomly when nothing has happened to you, you get startled. Yes. I, I have to announce myself coming down the hallway. I have to... I'm usually singing around the house so that he could hear me coming up to him. But even then, I'll come around the corner and I'll be like, hi, Bear, and it'll scare him. It will startle him so bad. Have you ever seen those, like, cartoons, the really old Looney Tune cartoons, like, where the cat's walking and he gets scared and he jumps straight up and is hanging from the ceiling from his claws? That's you. Yeah, it is. It you, get, is. I'm so, you get scared so easily. It's so funny. Like, we were at the Hallmark store the other day and you walked by that Jack Skeleton, like, soundbite thing and it made a noise and you jumped so high. You poor thing. I know, I can help You're that. big and scary, but you're just so scared. I know. <laughs> Let's find peace. Internal peace. Whitney is ready to go because she's scared that they don't have enough time. Because they're getting ready to go to a ceremony and they only have until the sun goes down. Yeah, it's supposed to like be throughout sunset. Yeah. And finish when the sun sets. 
Jen is wasted and very unfocused. But she's, she's like, where are those bitches at? How come no one's dressing me? <laughs> I'm not, I've got my titty covers here and nothing else. Like, how come nobody's coming in here to dress me? And Whitney's like, no, this is not what this is about. We're not like, we're not there to cuss people out. We need to cleanse our chakras and get rid of all this bad energy, all this bad friendship vibes. Find our connection with ourselves, Mother Earth, and each other. No, we're going to clean some stuff out, but trust me, Jen, I will will make sure everything comes out. Yep. Meredith hasn't changed yet. Whitney can't even find Mary. Yeah. So Meredith just comes down in her denim. So they just decide to leave and send the bus back for Mary. And whose bright idea was to set everybody on one side of the bus except for Meredith so that Jen has to sit next to Meredith? I didn't even catch that. Whose idea was that? Like, people are so... Like, you need to have a buffer, people. I wonder if people just gravitated towards the seat they'd been sitting in. No. No, it wasn't no, that way? No, it wasn't that way. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Well, I guess it worked out okay. They seem to arrive at the ceremonial spot. In, in one time. piece, yeah. yeah. You can see that the sun is going down, though. Yeah, real fast. I do feel bad for Meredith, because when she gets to her room, she has no place to put her clothes. Like, True. what kind of vacation is that? Yeah. Honestly, when she says that, I was like, girl, I feel you. Yeah. I have to lay all my clothes out so I know what outfits I have. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. You need an extra bed just to lay out your clothes. Well, Bettina, the shaman spirit guide, greets them at the ceremonial spot. She gives them each a bundle of items to use for the ceremony, and each woman also gets a red shawl representing women, especially indigenous women. Jen Shaw is wearing a shawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. That's crazy. Back at the house, Mary is still finishing up getting ready. You know, she doesn't travel this way. She would never book something the day she arrives somewhere. She's got an excuse for everything to be nasty. Yeah, it's really just an excuse for her bad behavior. Yeah, that's all it is. Because, like, what kind of person does that? Like, everyone in the world? Right. (laughs) And, like, you didn't know that this was planned before you even started... Yeah. You knew your... Yeah, anyways. She's just... Intolerable. <laughs> Bettina starts by giving Jen her bundle and some sage oil, and she then sends Jen and then the rest of the ladies to walk the labyrinth to ponder the things in their lives that they would like to let go of. I want to let go of all of the unnecessary judgment. I just want to let go of all of this tension and, and negative energy I've been feeling from the women in the group, especially from Lisa lately. I need to let go of all of this toxicity that's constantly around me, and I'm done trying to solve everybody else's friendship crises. I want to let go of my tension with Mary. I want to let go of my beef with Lisa. I want to let go of this urge and need to be good enough for people. I mean, I do love it that when she gives her the the sage oil, she's like, all right, you have to bless yourselves. I'm like, I don't think, like, a sinner blessing themselves really works <laughs> i don't think it works that well well since this isn't about like a christian-based religion and it's just more about like being Blessing, connected with like the connecting earth your spirituality okay yeah i okay. think that and, the, and the, we'll talk about that more when we get back to mary okay. it really is a really pretty moment though watching the ladies walk around and being reflective and you know even if you are not into this type of thing if you're willing to be open and just put yourself in the right headspace of like meditation, yeah. this could be very cathartic and very healing if you allow it to be. Yeah, the, the word spiritual, I think, is what turns everybody towards like this is a religious thing. Right. No, it's more of like connecting yourself to the energy and the world around you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with God or a God. Mm mm. Next, they drum their names, and I don't know if I really understood the I don't value like this. of that. I thought they all should have just drummed at the same time and create a beat, and then just go around and say their name, not like drum to the syllables. Yeah, I didn't understand the purpose behind it or the value to be gained. I think they should have skipped that and gone straight to the fire ceremony that they didn't yes. get to do. Yes. So Mary shows up, and she's not into it. And she shows up looking like Tiger Woods' wife. Uh, what does that mean? Well, do you, she's wearing a golfer's cap. Oh, gotcha. Like a, oh, just a solid white cap that looks like a golfer's cap oh, to gotcha. me. Uh, well, she could be so... Well, I don't know if that would make her lucky or not. Tiger Woods has a shady past. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
again, Mary doesn't want to participate because she, it's not her religion. And mm-hmm. I'm like, again, this isn't about God. And then she mocks Whitney's need for this spiritual cleansing and like mocks her aura cleaning. And I'm like, if you want her to respect your religion, you need to respect her beliefs too. Yeah. It, it's a two way street. But you know, during this whole thing, Whitney did bring up a good point that Whitney did go to Mary's church and experience it and was open to all of it and was there on time. But Mary doesn't give her the same respect in any kind of way. And we, and like, you know, we all know this Mary shits all over Whitney. But um, I, she, Whitney brings up a lot of good points of how she's treated by Mary in this, which everyone already knows. Oh, yeah. But she's finally showing it to all the ladies, like ex- examples. Right. So afterwards, the women, most of them come back feeling good and cleansed. I'm going to end up in Mary's bed tonight. That's how much love I'm feeling from the ceremony. And they're going to have a five-course meal and drinks. Jed comes down, changed out of her white, into snake skin. Yeah, sneaky snake. And Meredith comes down, changed into her white. Now, So she now matches the rest of the ladies. Yeah, except for Jen. Right. Whitney does a toast, which was the weirdest <sighs> toast. Because she starts off saying, we were there to have a ceremony of peace, but let but me talk But y'all about- ruined it. How do you expect me to film, Meredith? Yeah. That's all it was. It was yeah. just her tearing them down, and, like, even Meredith was like, I'm so sorry I ruined this thing for you, Whitney. I'm so sorry that it hurt you so bad. Like, I would have been the same way, too. I would have been like, give me a break. Whitney. Yeah, I think Whitney should have said it to Meredith, but maybe not in a toast. Not in a toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Whitney is ready. She is yeah. so ready. Oh, yeah. Turn out time. So, Whitney talks about dropping resentments and hopes that tonight at dinner they can get it all out and cleanse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've seen this before on other shows. Well, on the same show. <laughs> on the same show. So, Whitney asks Meredith why she didn't ride the bus with them. <laughs> and Meredith kind She's of like, well, so is everything okay? Because you didn't come with us on the <laughs> on the van. Like, I feel like Whitney is kind of gaslighting her a little bit. Is that the right word? Maybe. I, 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 I don't ha- know if that's what... Because that's what Whitney does. It's like she asks... She's like, so what's wrong, Meredith? Is anything wrong? Because you didn't come with us on the van. Like, I felt like she was kind of like leading her into having to defend herself right away. Gotcha. Well, I mean, Meredith is on the defense already, and likely so. Because really, this whole dinner is everybody ganging up on Meredith. I do feel bad for Meredith on this because this is Mother's Day weekend, y'all. And plus, like, it's not fun to get ganged up on like this. But at the same time, Meredith needs it. (laughs) Well, Meredith kind of blames it on Seth's doctor appointment. But But doesn't. Yeah, it's clear that she just didn't want to be on the bus with Jack. Yeah. She could say she's picking dingleberries out of Teddy's ass. (laughs) So Whitney next, next asked Mary why she didn't ride the bus. And apparently Mary was just being kind enough to wait for Meredith. Yeah, but she says she didn't feel like she needed an excuse, period. (laughs) And if anybody has a problem with it, then Meredith's going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. Because remember that Whitney and Heather didn't ride the plane home from Vail. Yeah, so there. (laughs) Nonetheless, Meredith kind of apologizes. And she admits she needed her space. And Mary is not sorry for riding the bus. No. (laughs) Mary's like, no. I love it that... Heather is the one like, so what about you, Mary? Mary, how do you feel? Are you sorry? It's <laughs> like, you know her answer is going to be no. <laughs> but Jen's like, well, at least Mary's being honest. And unlike Meredith, who's blowing smoke up our butt. I feel like Mary's on some edibles in this episode. Because Mary is strangely, weirdly calm through all of it. How about that? I, I just assume she just didn't feel like fighting tonight. Well, she said she didn't have the energy. Yeah. You know, but whatever. <laughs> Lisa tells Meredith that Jen feels that Meredith wasn't on the bus because of Jen. Mm-hmm. And Meredith says, well, it wasn't just because of Jen. I've been getting hostility from everybody, including you, Lisa. Yeah. And Meredith even knew at Seth's party that she was on the outs from most of the group for not inviting Jen to Seth's party. And we have to remember also, though, here's something that people don't think about. When you don't invite someone to a party that's being filmed, you're potentially taking away some of their paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know all of the rules. I know they get paid per episode, but I don't know all of the rules of that. You of know, how much participation? Yeah, I mean, and Jen Shaw needs that paycheck right now more than ever. Yeah. So that can also be something that I think that maybe they don't talk about, but I think is another reason why a lot of these ladies in all of the cities mm-hmm. get really upset when they're not invited to something because you couldn't oh, really yeah. be taking money right out of their mouth. Oh yeah, and it's also just on the show, money out right out of their mouth. Well. Out of their hands. Right out of their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're chewing on their money, which is gross. Gross. <laughs> um, but ultimately, the women want to know if it's going to be possible to invite both Jen and Meredith to the same events. Because then Jenny speaks up and is like, because you seem very mad that I invited her to the pho dinner. <laughs> and Meredith's like, yeah, it's, I'm, I was more surprised because you called her a criminal. <laughs> I know. Which is the I... most aggressive thing that you can call oh someone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a deflection I was like, but now what? jen's gonna get pissed because all jen heard was uh, you're a criminal that's all she heard um of course poor jenny has to explain herself there's multiple times where people are misinterpreting what she's saying yeah i don't recall jenny calling jen a criminal i don't either i just remember her saying what she said like yeah you know this if if it's true, she is a criminal, and I don't want to be a part of it. But she, you, yeah. she's still if we innocent. find out someday. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, Jen dismisses herself. She she doesn't want to hear about being called a criminal. She's not in the mood, and she goes inside and I guess hangs out with the kitchen staff. Uh, yeah, I think she goes to the bathroom and then just hangs out with the kitchen yeah. staff for the rest of the time. And then Whitney is. This is where Whitney really gets into it. Oh, she's pissed. She's like. Why is it not okay to be friends with Jen Shaw, who has been nasty to you, Meredith, when it's okay for you to be friends with Mary, who's been nasty to me? Yeah. But here's where it doesn't work, Whitney. I never thought that Whitney and Meredith were BFFs in the first place. Yeah. So why would Meredith feel like she has to choose between Whitney and Mary when Whitney was never, you know, I think Whitney's, I've always felt she's been just a castmate. Well, I also think that she's just waiting for Meredith to defend her. To speak up and defend her because she's defending all these. To defend Whitney? To defend Whitney against Mary because Mary is obviously doing all these things and Meredith hasn't said a word to her. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Meredith is really, I've never gotten a friendship vibe between them that Meredith would feel an obligation to defend Whitney. Well, Whitney thinks that since they're all on the show together, they should all be friends. And she says that. Why are we all friends if we don't get along? Why are we here if no one can get along? (laughs) Yeah, but you know, I, I, I... I really didn't feel like this was Whitney's argument. I I do think that Whitney, I think she did good speaking up and saying all this stuff and making an example of things because Meredith has hasn't really cut down Whitney at all. No, for anything. But again, but she's I feel just that mad, Meredith and Mary are friends. Meredith and Whitney are castmates. Okay. If what you are saying is true, that is beyond. That's how I've always kind of viewed it. And I it would be weird for me to talk to someone who I'm not really tight with and say, well, why aren't you choosing sides with me against your friend? I don't think she's asking to choose sides. I think she's wanting to get defended. And why are you so best friends with Mary when she's doing all these horrible things to people around you? Yeah. That- I mean, no deny that Mary is mean to Whitney. Yeah. Mary is nasty to Whitney. And Meredith never says anything. But if it's involving Meredith in any kind of way, then she has something to say. Yeah. And it's like, you can't judge people for their actions and then not defend them when they're you're they're doing the same thing that you're pissed off at. You know? Right. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, I understand what Whitney was trying to say. And I do see that there is, I guess, some sort of parallel. I just didn't feel like it was as parallel as Whitney <laughs> saw it. Yeah. Um, next is Jenny's turn. So, like, we've had everyone going after Meredith Here so we far. go. Whitney's been after Meredith. Uh, now Jenny's going after Meredith. We're getting ready for Jen Shaw to go after Meredith. You know, Lisa and Meredith are already into it in general. Mm-hmm. So, good lord, I, I don't blame Meredith. I feel bad. Right now. I feel bad. But it's Ginny's turn. Why hasn't Meredith called out Mary for being a racist? And Meredith, Meredith did later yeah. call her out for it. Yeah. But she did kind of throw it over the shoulder, kind of like nonchalantly. Right, right. And Meredith probably understands the um, how how big of a deal it would be to call someone out for some someone for racism on on camera. And probably didn't want to, like, put the nail in Mary's coffin. Yeah. 
probably why she would have spoke to her at another time. Yeah. Now Lisa wants to address something with Meredith. <laughs> and Meredith has had enough. I am finished. You know, I, I really, they really have ganged up on her. I mean, she really has, she's barely been there. And she just sat down for food. And it's she hasn't gotten a breath yet to even enjoy anything. So I probably would have gotten up and left as well. I mean, Whitney should have at least let the food come out before she brought all this up. Right? <laughs> so who's going to chase Meredith down and make her come back? And everybody's like, well, Mary, you're the one that does yeah. it. And Heather in particular, she's like, yeah. well, since Mary's her friend. Yeah. And Mary's like, well, I don't want to do that. I want steak. I don't want, I don't want to want a part of any of this. I just want steak. And Heather's like... I will promise you that that steak will be there when right. you return. She's like, fine. <laughs> I was surprised that Mary actually did it. I was surprised that she did it, too. She did bitch about it a little bit and say, well, why yeah. are they making me run after her? And it's like, well, because she's your friend. <laughs> but you know what I thought was really ironic? Because is, Mary is like, I don't understand why Meredith is afraid to stand up and talk to these women. Whatever they're saying, face it. Yeah, she has to, she has to deal with it. She's Coming said. from the woman who didn't show up to the reunion. And walked away from multiple fights. Right. Thank you, hypocrite. Uh, hypocritic, yeah. Hypocritical. Yeah. That would be more appropriate than ironic, I guess. So Mary does show back up with Meredith and tell. And then there's some awkward silence. <laughs> like, nobody knows where to start from here. And, you know, I felt like Mary was kind of rational and logical and almost polite about saying, Whitney, I know what you're asking for. I'm just not capable of giving it to you right now. So that's why I'm just not even addressing it at all. Okay, so Mary says she doesn't have the mental capacity or energy to give Whitney what she needs. And that is to say that she is her friend. But she has the energy to explain to her why she's not going to say that she's her friend. <laughs> right. I'm like, Mary... I really did feel that it was Mary's attempt at being honest and not hateful. That's true. But it's still such a cheap way out to not say i do care about you that well, is such I, a... the thing is i mary doesn't anymore i know then why doesn't she just say it well because <laughs> she was trying to be polite about it why right? gosh i can't stand mary <laughs> god help me well since we're all being honest now jen wants to know why meredith hired a private investigator to research about her okay did we know that Meredith hired, her, hired a private investigator to investigate everybody? No. Or did she only say she did it to Jen? So what we have seen <laughs> so far, first of all, the language has sounded very pointed towards Jen. Yes. It really has. And we have not heard that everyone has been investigated. No. What we have heard is that Meredith hired a private investigator due to these threatening text messages. And what the private investigator came up with is that all fingers points towards Jen Shaw. Yeah. I hired a private investigator when this happened. My son was being threatened. Oh my and the gosh. investigator told me he thought it was extraordinarily likely that it was coming from Jen. That's what we have heard. But even though we have heard that, it's again, the language has been used very much so throughout the season, ever since Vale, that Meredith hired a private investigator against Jen Shaw, mm -hmm. even though it maybe hasn't been those exact words. Yeah. So we have not. We this is the first time that every we find out that everyone was investigated. Yeah, I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> so I do feel like, however, Ginny might have said it to Jen Shaw. It's the way that's been conveyed to us as well. Yeah. I didn't feel like Jenny was out of the way, like in the wrong to say that at all. Yeah. So, but I think Jen Shaw might not have been as mad if it had been conveyed more clearly that everyone was investigated or, you know. Yeah. Jen Shaw is so upset right now because she is convinced that Meredith and or Mary intentionally seeked out a way to cause harm. Yeah, to screw her. Yeah. So I think if it could have been communicated with Jenna more, or maybe even communicated with the ladies more clearly, knowing that it would get back to Jen Shaw, that maybe it wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Yeah. At least we can still talk about Jen's vagina, you know? We're going to get into the vagina. Yeah. When Jen brings up the head, well, your family has hurt my family, 
about talking about my vagina. I'm like, hasn't that come and gone already? (sighs) And was that not damaging? (laughs) But Jen threatens Meredith with information she knows about Mm -hmm. Meredith. And then Meredith threatens back. She's like, oh, but you don't even know what I know. Yeah. Jen, like, really gets in her face. She's like, listen, if you have anything to do with my current legal situation, it's my retaliation is not going to be good. Yeah. But yeah, it's it gets ugly for a second. And then Jen calls Meredith a fraud, which was a risky accusation considering, considering what her she's charges. Going yes. Who's calling who a fraud? Love you, baby. Bye. And Jen just calls out that Meredith is likely still like, dating around. Let's ask your ten boyfriends. I think she said. Yeah. Ask your ten other mother. Boyfriends. Yeah. Mm. But I think that's probably old news that Jen's bringing back up. Yeah, because they were on the outs for a while. That was the whole season of Or first, maybe first they have, maybe Seth and Meredith have made the wonderful agreement that works for them that if he's only there 50% of the time, maybe their relationship is devoted 50% of the time. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Not for me to judge. Um, but I really just kind of got the feeling there was old news. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I feel like it's a. Uh, the wrong rabbit hole to go down to. Well, I have some new news. You do? New news and reviews. Oh my gosh. Oh yay. So we got two new reviews since the last time I semi-threatened everybody because we didn't get them. <laughs> so we are going to introduce Heather MC Hemmer. Shammer. MCC Hemmer. <laughs> McHemmer. Heather McHemmer. <laughs> <laughs> my weekly cackle. Thank you so much. You are famous now, girl. I wonder if that's my friend Heather McCormick McHemmer. If that's you, let me know, girl. Probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> And then the next one is Engage, Engage, Engage by KB Music 64. This was such a great review. Yes, thank you so much for the great review. And these are two local bears in Salt Lake City yes. as well. Okay, cheers. Cheers. So thank you so much for listening to us and giving us an awesome review and a five-star rating. And also thank you to the person who gave us a four-star rating and the um, critique of uh, feedback, I guess we should say. Yeah. It might be, hey, we'll take the, we will take the criticism and we will improve. Yeah, I guess we aren't good on the test, but we're good at just humor. (laughs) So, well, I guess we'll just listen to your podcast when that comes out. I can feel your energy completely. Anyways, thank you. And thank you for following us on our socials. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears. On Twitter, we are Real House Bears. And you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please give us a five-star rating and a cute little review. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. All right, it's on. Hello. Let's do it. One, two, three. Hello. All right, that's the part that's always just really loud. It's so loud. So let's try it again and do it quieter. No, I want to do it normal and see if the gain is. If Come I... on. One, One, two, three. Hello! No, are we going to like do that for Hello. the Hello! Sh- no, that's boring. Hello! That's too much. Yeah, see? <laughs>